1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. (laughs) Throw the football into the floor.
1: The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos.
2: Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form.
3: It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
2: Hour number two here on a tremendous football Thursday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. If you're watching us right now on Stadium, we're going to bring you some badass sports betting hashtag content coming up over the course of the next two hours. And our show is three hours long right now. Three more hours of the show. And the final hour will feature all our bets for tonight. That'll be on Twitch and YouTube and the Odyssey app and the BetQL app, Sirius Channel 217, XM Channel 205, and all the myriad places that you could watch and listen to You Better You Bet, including in podcast form after the show. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. So the final hour will feature all our bets for tonight. National Hockey League, NBA, and of course, side total and props for the Titans and the Steelers as Thursday night football kicks off week nine in the NFL tonight in Pittsburgh. Joey Knish will join us next hour talking college football. Also next hour, we'll get back to P-squared, B-squared NFL awards. Ken Barkley going to tell you how to bet defensive player of the year, offensive and defensive rookie, coach, and comeback player of the year. We might need like to add like an extra hour of the show, which we would never do unless we got paid a lot more. But we but we, we might have to for Comeback Player of the Year. I know Ken's got a lot of thoughts on that market. Can't wait to discuss with Damar Hamlin, still the favorite. 40 minutes from now, Mike Somich joins us from RacingDudes.com and our friends over at VEASAN. Mike's going to give us thoughts and bets for the Breeders' Cup this weekend. Connor Allen joins us in 20 minutes from 4 for 4 in Bettsburgs. His favorite props for Week 9 in the National Football League. But joining us right now, One of our absolute favorites here on You Better You Bet. That is the great Adam Chernoff, who joins us every Thursday in this spot at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Adam is the host of the Simple Handicap podcast and is a great NFL betting podcast that we encourage all our listeners and viewers to check out. Churn's been coming on with us since 2019. He supports us. Support him. Check out his NFL betting podcast, The Simple Handicap. And also check out uh, our friends at Right Angle Sports and the Right Angle Sports app, a free download featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything that happens in the NFL. Churn sends me some of his write-ups sometimes for games. It's really, really good stuff. Check out the Right Angle Sports app, wherever you find your apps. Churn, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, happy week nine.
3: Happy week nine to you guys. Why don't you just carry the stream through the end of the game? Just keep it going. Just one continuous all-day afternoon Thursday night football primetime stream. Go, just just pump get, out eight hours. Keep it going. Just please please <laughs> don't get many ideas, Adam. please don't. I, do think, I
2: think at some point people will get tired of us, and we'd like to just make <laughs> yes. money until that happens, please. Uh, how about
3: this? You guys are just always streaming on Sunday morning somewhere. It's incredible. It just goes yeah. and just merges into one whole thing. No matter what time you wake up, you guys are on. <laughs> Welcome We're, to our uh, lives. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're, all, we're always around. Uh, we will not be on during Thursday Night Football, mercifully, tonight, Adam, but uh, it, it seems like you, you might have a bet on this game. We've kind of had trouble with this one all week. Kenny Pickett's injured but playing, so like, what is that going to look like? Will Levis, we only have one start. It looked pretty good, but it was home against Atlanta and Arthur Smith, and like maybe there isn't a lot to glean from that. Steelers, a three-point consensus favorite basically everywhere. The total is 37. Any thoughts here on Thursday Night Football?
3: I begrudgingly have to go with over 37 in this spot. And it's not a love. It's more of just a go with it and, and see how it plays out. Because what I see happening on the field is both of these teams having to go to the pass probably more than they want to. The Steelers get Hayward back in the middle of the defensive line. That is probably going to lead to Tennessee trying to pass a little bit more as that's just big reinforcement for the Steelers up front. And on the other side, the Titans got tart back. They now have their really good run defense back intact up front in the front seven. And so I don't know if the Steelers, I mean, I'm not going to put anything past Matt Canada. He may run Najee Harris 15 times into the line for a total of 31 yards on the night. That could absolutely be in play. But I do think that it encourages a little bit more throwing as well. The Steelers secondary, obviously without Minka Fitzpatrick, that's a big loss. We were talking pre-show about Patrick Peterson and how, He's trying to be hidden in coverage. I think the Titans can throw. I think the Steelers can throw, too. I really would have liked the side if it wasn't Kenny Pickett starting. Uh, his rib injury kind of gives me hesitance there. Would have loved to kind of go against this Titans rookie starting on the road Thursday night spot. But uh, I, I just I think we get points tonight. and Not going to be a lot of them, but I think we get to the 40s. So I'll play the you over here.
2: There you have it, churn on the over coming up tonight. and you know our executive producer, Alex Fasano, diehard Steelers fan, maybe throwing some shade the way of Levi Wallace and some other Steelers defenders before uh, before Chernoff officially joined us live on the air. All right, Adam, we talked about Thursday night football at the Steelers and the Titans. Let's go to Sunday morning, of course, in uh in Germany. <laughs> of course it would be. The side of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Kansas City, a really short favorite in this game on a neutral total, about 50 and a half. What are your bets here? Thoughts, please, for the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Sunday morning.
3: By the time this kicks off at 6:30 a.m. Pacific, you would have already been streaming for two and a half hours. So I'm looking forward to Again, tuning stop. in to any of the. Don't platform. give anybody any ideas, please
1: stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be tuning in and I'll be holding a Chiefs' in my hand around minus 125 as uh, the current price. I just it's one of those you have to go with. You're getting Mahomes at essentially a pick'em price against Miami. Um, I I can see how you can look at this and say the Dolphins can find success on the ground as the Chiefs don't have Bolton, maybe able to find some success running. I think the the Dolphins run game. A couple interesting articles about how much stress it puts on opposing safeties, specifically uh, just because of all the pre snap motion and what they do. I just I I like backing Mahomes at this price. I like backing Steve Spagnuolo, who's been one of the best. Big game coordinators we've seen in the NFL in the last decade. I just feel like this, with the buy looming for Kansas City off a loss, has such an importance to them. And uh, it's it, call it square, call it basic, call it whatever you want. I'll, I'll just take Mahomes and the Chiefs at this price when it's available in a big game like this. So give me KC. No, it makes a ton of sense.
1: So that's the uh Guten Tag Sunday, Sunday morning game. I think I did that right. I think that means good morning, maybe. Uh Not Bills too bad. Bengals. This is a similar similar points. And we got these these three huge games with these kind of field goal or less markets. It makes it really fun for betting and discussion. And we were doing awards, like the coin flip nature of these games, like the awards markets are all gonna get upset by this. The Super Bowl market's gonna get upset by what's going on, like inside track for the one seed for Chiefs Dolphins, and a really interesting game with the Bengals and Bills, where it does feel like it's a line that's Given the Bengals a lot of credit because of what they did last week. Like, who cares what you did before the bye? You beat San Francisco. Now you're a favorite over the Bills, who are a pretty highly rated team. One and a half, Bengals home favorite. Total very high, 49 and a half. What do we like here?
3: Yeah, this maybe hasn't even given them enough respect yet, Ken, honestly. I uh, like Cincinnati minus one and a half in this game. I think the big thing for me is we're seeing this offense really come into what our preseason expectations were for it. It's maybe not all the way back yet price-wise, and this would be deserving to be a little bit higher. But I think that this matchup against the Bills defense, which has a ton of injuries, that probably aren't going to be solved by Rasul Douglas, probably aren't going to be solved by Linval Joseph joining the defensive line. Whether or not he plays on Sunday is still uncertain. Uh, But I think it's really been disguised the last couple weeks. Mac Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, not three quarterbacks that are going to stress opposing secondaries. And so the Bills kind of were able to navigate their way around that, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals are really going to fully exploit that. They certainly did last year against a secondary that was fully healthy, and now there's just so many pieces missing. You added Matt Milano missing as well. Um, I, just, I don't think that the downside of this Bills defense has fully been realized yet, and it will on Sunday night. So I like the Bengals here, minus one and a half.
2: You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday, talking week nine in the NFL with our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap podcast and Right Angle Sports. Follow Chern on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Well, Chern, talking about uh, quarterbacks that can um, really stress out opposing secondaries. I think we'll have that. I know where you're going. The Big Easy, Yeah, with uh, Derek Carr and the secret Bajan man, Tyson Bajan. Uh, Saints and the Bears coming up. Uh, New Orleans is an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite in this game. The total is 41. It does look like, for whatever it's worth, probably not much. Montez Sweat looks like he'll make his Bears debut after the Bears traded for him a couple days ago from the Washington Commanders. I don't think that changes the handicap, but figured I'd throw it out there. Uh, Saints laying eight-and-a-half, total of 41. Any bets for you in this hotly anticipated 2009 NFC Championship game rematch? 2006, <laughs> excuse me.
3: Good, good call in the year on the spot. So we have a bet on Patrick Mahomes this week. We have a bet on Joe Burrow this week. We're going to bet on Bajant as well this week, because why not? Uh, eight and a half points for me with the Saints. That, that is, It's just a monster number. And, like, they played the Colts. They put up 511 yards of offense. Everyone's looking at this and saying, like, okay, the Saints figured it out. This Colts defense that the Saints played last week has made every other team look like they have everything sorted out on offense. And I think that the Saints offensive problems between Pete Carmichael, Derek Carr, the playmakers that were on display for multiple weeks before the Colts game weren't just suddenly solved last week because they went in and figured it out against this Indy defense. I think that that has made the Saints get much more respect than they deserve within this market that has been bet up. I get that the Bears lost ugly to the Chargers 30-13. to However, I- I'm not giving them a pass. Like, I'm not saying, like, okay, it should have been a lot better. But this is a defense with a secondary that got healthy two weeks ago. They held the Chargers and Justin Herbert and those weapons to 5.3 per play. And the Bears, a couple fourth-down conversions that went against them. They were one, one for five in that category. It, maybe they could have snuck in in the back door of that number. It was kind of lingering for a while. And so the Saints, to me... Just not a team that I look at as one that's winning by big margin. They'd have to get out to a 10-plus point lead to really put this in any threat. I think the Bears can kind of linger here, and and that Saints offense is not nearly what we saw a week ago against the Colts in this situation. So I'll take the Bears with the points getting eight and a half.
1: Adam, you were talking about the the Chargers there, and obviously, like they played the Bears on Sunday Night Football last week, so they look really good. Herbert looks great, especially in the first half of the game, and then they just kind of take their foot off the pedal in the second half, kind of coast to a cover, uh, basically. Like could have gotten sketchy late, but like they look really good. They come off that game, they play the Jets, your team, Monday Night Football at MetLife. And just, like, we all watched the game. Everybody had jokes about the game. The Jets, like, yes, they win. They also come out of the game. Everybody thinks they stink. So, you but kind of both teams with different perception in the market right now. And the team that everybody thought was good last week is getting bet. So, opens three, bet out to three and a half with the Chargers on the road against the Jets. Uh, what do we make of this game? Total in the game, 40.
3: But I don't know what I don't know what those people were watching, Ken. I saw the Jets, the greatest franchise in pro sports, on the field with mm. a highly efficient game plan, with everybody bought in against the lowly Giants team. And so I hate to rub salt in the wounds, Nick. But listen, we lost. You gritty... can you can
2: rub salt, man. You you're you're the to the victors go the spoils. I understand. It's all good.
3: That we're owning MetLife for another four years at least after the the win four years ago as well. So it's uh, it's it's really a Jets team, quite honestly. Obviously, I'm a fan. I have some bias in here, but putting that all aside, they're incredibly fortunate, like beyond explanation, to be in the position that they are. And they now have this game on Monday night that with the Dolphins playing the Chiefs and with the Bills playing the Bengals, like this is a massive game for the Jets season-wise and how they fit in with the AFC obviously massive for the chargers with their season hanging in the balance for yet another week based on how they started. But to me, this feels a lot like a spot that we have seen Staley and the chargers just kind of botch over the last couple of seasons. And I think this is a jets team that can approach this game very similarly to what they did with the Philadelphia Eagles, where it's a defensive effort against an offense that they can sort of contain can keep the offense hanging around for the Jets, not needing to do a whole lot, I I think the Jets can just make this a really ugly game at home and stay competitive and keep within the number. And something else that I'll say is last week in those conditions, Brees Hall, who was going to be given the full workload, everything for the whole week was how that like Dalvin Cook wanted the trade he wanted out. This was going to be Brees Hall's backfield. The Chargers are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So the Jets actually have an out here on offense that I think they can exploit too. And so for me getting more than a field goal here, guys, I got to go with the Jets and, and back this defense against this Chargers offense that I think they can contain. And and let's see what Brees Hall can do running this offense with the backfield fully his. So give me the three and a half at home on Monday Night Football.
2: I'll say this, Jordan. Who needs the three and a half Give me the greatest oh. franchise in professional sports to win the game coming up on Monday night against the L.A. Chargers. Take now, the money line, you know, plus 150. All right, so... That's silly. listen, yeah, the Jets' greatest franchise. You know, one Super Bowl. Giants have four. But listen, we don't quibble about things like this. And the Giants on Sunday travel to Las Vegas to take on a Raiders team with, you know, Giants' legendary linebacker Antonio Pierce as the interim coach, AOC hashtag the squad as the new quarterback. Giants one-and-a-half point road dogs in this game, and Daniel Jones another full practice on Thursday. So Giants plus one-and-a-half. Total is 37. churn. we got about 30 seconds left for this one. Giants and Raiders on Sunday in Sin City.
3: Yeah, you got to go over 37 here, guys. You get Daniel Jones back for the Giants. I think that's a boost to the offense over what they've had the last couple weeks. Uh, O'Connell steps in for the Raiders. Whether it's a boost or not over Jimmy G, we don't know. But at least he's willing to push the ball down the field. And I think with this motivational spot, everyone bought in. Devontae Adams is set for a big game. I think the Raiders can finally move the football with some explosiveness. So I'll take the over here pretty comfortably at 37 where it's sitting.
2: Who wins the game? Five seconds. Raiders. God, what is with everybody? This you realize
3: that like Antonio. Pierce <laughs> is the coach, said the right? same thing.
2: <laughs> but you, re- yeah, yes, he and he, he. said, guess what? I, he can be wrong also. Sorry, he, AOC he can be and Antonio can come on. Pierce? I'm come such a on.
3: sucker for these spots. I'm such a sucker for these mid season resets. I think this is like an all time house cleaning for the Raiders. I just square. I'm a sucker for it. I gotta. I gotta play it.
2: screw all of you. Uh, We love our guy Adam Chernoff. On Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Check out the Simple Handicap podcast. Check out Right Angle Sports. Download the Right Angle Sports app. Insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything going on in the NFL. Chern, good luck this week. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games this week.
2: Uh, Except except for the Raiders. Uh, On the other side, Connor (laughs) Allen joins us, giving us his favorite prop bets for Week 9 in the NFL
3: we'll be right back with you better you
1: bet presented by betmgm (laughs) on the betql
0: network smith screen jackson smith and jaybott looking for the lead and redemption for the seahawk offense touchdown seahawks lead
1: welcome back to you better you bet brought to you by betmgm with nick costos and ken barkley on the betql network
2: fox sports courtesy of the call Last week, Jackson Smith and Jigma winning touchdown for Seattle as they take down the Cleveland Browns. We will talk about the uh, the Seahawks-Ravens game and more coming up with Connor Allen in just a second. Also, Connor, like I don't want to have this conversation on air, but like I want you to trade me Justin Jefferson in the fantasy league that we're in. I'm just going to plant that seed right now, and then we'll, we'll talk hashtag off air. Uh, Mike Samich will join us in 20 minutes, giving us bets for the Breeders' Cup. Joey Kanish coming up next hour. Uh, NFL award conversation still to come. All our bets for tonight, power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, giving us his favorite bets for Week Nine in the NFL, the aforementioned Connor Allen. Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. You can check out his work at Four for Four and Bet Spurs and his NFL betting podcast featuring friends of the show Ryan Noonan and John Daigle is Move the Line. You can find it wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. Connor, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy Week Nine.
4: What's up, guys? Yeah, I don't know. TBD on the Jefferson trade because uh, we'll, we'll see where I think a lot of people make uh, make the playoffs in this league, so we'll see. But uh, excited to talk football and talk some bets. Uh, you know, no better time, right? Connor, one of the uh, one of the line moves we've had early in the
1: week and it's it not that significant but it puts us like closer to a key number the seattle baltimore game where baltimore gets bet out from five and a half to six six basically everywhere nick and i have been talking on the show this week not that it's one of our favorite bets but if baltimore was gonna get bet and if we were gonna get to six and six and a half we'd kind of start at least building an interest in betting seattle not if, not sure we'd step in here but that's kind of the side we prefer total in the game got bet up to 44 yesterday side or total with seahawks and ravens what are you thinking in this game
4: Yeah, I played a little bit of Seattle here at at six. I think, you know, they're getting Phil Haynes back on their offensive line, and – Their defense since getting back, you know, Devin Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen, Jamal Adams all kind of started playing together in week four. Since then, first in EPA per drop back, fifth in passing success rate allowed, second in explosive pass rate allowed. The major asterisk, obviously, is their strength of schedule. They played against Arizona, the Giants, Cincinnati, and Cleveland in that time. But the reality is that they've delivered against the poor opponents, and I think we could have made a similar argument against Baltimore in previous weeks when they were playing against Detroit, where they had... You know, been really good against bad opponents and then they played a good one and they were also again very good so I think it's one of those things where it's not that they're not going to be good against a good opponent it's that we just don't know for sure so I'm willing to bet here with with six points uh, you know getting six points against the spread I think that's solid also the addition Leonard Williams I think should help generate more pass rush and then offensively you know getting their offensive line healthier should help too so there's a lot of things trending in Seattle's direction I kind of like them uh, going forward as well and I want to keep kind of buying them uh, in certain spots so getting six points here seems like good value.
2: Yeah, and yesterday when we were doing the show, we alluded to like some sports books had moved to six, but MGM was still five and a half. Right now, uh, Seattle is plus six, but MGM minus 110 total in that game, 44. The Seahawks and the Ravens on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, Connor, let's go to Sunday night football, and we'll bounce back up to like the day on Sunday. want to get your thought on this Bengals-Bills game where you know we broke the news. Well, we didn't break the news, but I mean, we reported it across the wire. Uh, Josh Allen practiced in full on Thursday for Buffalo. So maybe the Bills drawing a little interest off of that. Cincinnati right now, like, between a one and a half and a two point home favorite. The total is 49 and a half and has gotten bet up over the course of the week. Um, any bets for you, Connor, with the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday night?
4: <clears throat> yeah I still like the over here I think I would play it at over 49 and a half. this Buffalo defense just hasn't been the same since getting injured they lost Matt Milano, Daquan Jones since then their bottom three in EPA per play 28th in success rate overall and that's despite playing against the Bucks, Giants, Jags and Patriots and they played well in some of those games but I mean we're handled by the Patriots who you know look lifeless offensively and then the Jaguars as well you know I think the Jaguars could have laid 40 on them and I don't think anyone would have been too surprised in that spot so with this since offense coming out of the bye, Joe Burrow looking significantly more healthy the key for me was also so Joe Burrow lining up under center being able to execute the offense in a wide variety of ways compared to what he was doing prior that to that during his injury he was in the shotgun like 95 99 percent of the time and they just weren't able to really do everything that he's good at and so I think now we saw it against San Francisco. I'm not going to say he's like fully all the way 100% back, but I think that in this spot here against a, a beat-up Buffalo defense that you know we're going to see a pretty good outing here from the Cincinnati team. And then Buffalo's offense I think is a little bit underrated coming in this spot. Cincinnati's defense, run defense has been bottom three in a ton of metrics. Pass defense has been average to above average depending on what you're looking at. So if you factor all that in here, I think for me that's a pretty right position for an over considering what we're getting for both offenses here.
1: Kind of you, you know. I like to run an award opinion by you sometimes, or just kind of pick your brain on, on how you're feeling about stuff. I, I see that you like this bet, and my my first thought's going to be, okay, like if you think that Burrow's back and the offense is back, or you think that Josh Allen and the Bills can have success, you like the over in the game that trends toward the quarterbacks having really good games. And these are two quarterbacks who kind of trail the primary contenders for most valuable player. Now, obviously, Mahomes and two are playing each other. Also, winner of that game gets a big leg up. But behind them maybe next to the loser of that game could be one of these guys. And we saw Joe Burroughs drop uh, price drop a ton. He's under 20 to one now to win the award. Josh Allen's like 13, 15 to one consensus Lamar Jackson, single digits hurts Two of Mahomes up top. Now that you like the over and you think that's like a high scoring kind of shootout game. Does it make you want to bet either of those quarterbacks to maybe challenge for MVP at the end of the year?
4: Yeah, I already bet, actually, Joe Burrow, MVP. I know one of your later guests, Evan Silva, has talked about that with me as well. And I, we're both on it because I think you're looking at this here where if Joe Burrow's all the way back, I mean, they just beat C- San Francisco, if they beat Cincinnati here and they go on a little bit of a run, they could easily win the division. You know, if that happens, like th- there's so many different factors here where if the offense starts playing well, I think there's still enough time for, you know, voters to forgive the sins of the early season, uh, you know, Joe Burrow that we saw here and you I mean, we can just chalk it up to injury. It's like he was injured, wasn't injured, and he played amazing. He deserves MVP. So I think you're getting significantly more value here because the guys at the top of the board, in my mind, are a little bit fragile. We're talking about Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes, are, and, and Lamar are all kind of like the top-tier guys in this spot, in this market. Like, I, I like the Dolphins. I like Tua. I like Mike McDaniel. But for me, it just seems like they haven't had a big win yet. They haven't really been able to knock off the top team. And, like, a lot of these guys are just very – they don't have as strong of a case that I would say in past years It's like some of the previous guys up top. So I think that there's some of the lower tier guys like Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or you can make a good case for.
2: You better. You bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday, talking week nine in the NFL with our guest, Connor Allen, from 4 for 4 Betsports and the Move the Line NFL Betting Podcast on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, let's get to some prop bets you like, some yardage props for this weekend in the National Football League. Let's go to this Bears-Saints game on Sunday in New Orleans. What are you doing here in the Bears passing game, led, of course, by uh, Tyson, the secret Bajan man?
4: Yeah, I like a prop to go under here. I like Cole Komet to go under his prop. I know he just came off an awesome game, but then two games ago, he saw literally zero targets. Bears rolling out Tyson Bajan again. I think this is a bit of a unique challenge for this Bears team here. We're seeing the Saints defense play a ton of man defense, third highest rate in the league. They've had a ton of success kind of eating up bottom tier passing games. And I think that the Bears uh, qualify kind of in that range. And we're looking at Cole Komet's splits this season between man and zone defenses. It's pretty unique because against zone defenses, averaging around nine, 8.9 yards per target. against man defense is just 2.7 yards per target and if we kind of zoom out that sample size apply it to last year we saw not quite as stark but still pretty similar splits with him only averaging around five yards per target against man coverage last season so Beyond his man zone split, Saints have largely been good against the tight end position. And I don't really expect the Bears to move the ball consistently in this spot. So they were able to against the Chargers sometimes. I mean, Tyson Bajan threw for oh, you know a couple hundred passing yards. So I think that kind of got them going in some in some ways. They still lost by a lot. But you know, in this one, I expect it to be a lot slower of a game. I don't expect the Saints to be, you know, putting up a ton of points here right away on the on the Bears, like we saw the, the Chargers do last week. So yeah, I think Cole Komet goes under his prop here pretty easily. I would play it down like 30. Connor we've uh, we've
1: talked a lot this week about the Atlanta Minnesota game with the the Vikings trading for Josh Dobbs and how high leverage that game is for the playoffs. We just did the Saints game there with with your prop on Cole Komet, and the the Saints and the Falcons currently like battling each other for like title of like worst division champion of all time basically like it's just the winner of this division is going to be you know eight nine or seven eight and one or two whatever however that's up whatever i don't care uh they have the same price to win the division they're both like slightly better than even money tampa's behind them if you really like them they do have and we'll do this in comeback player of the year they do have like a really easy schedule left the rest of the year tampa bay and they just played the bills obviously on thursday night do you have a, a feel on who you would bet like if you had to pick who's going to be the four seed at the NFC playoffs and have Dallas go to their place and be favored by 900. If you had to pick who that was going to be right now, who would you go with?
4: Uh, probably the saints, I guess. I mean, I don't feel great about it, but it if I had so to confident. pick one, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that I look at and just kind of, um, makes me a bit squeamish because it's not something I really have too much interest in, but I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick the saints. I mean, that being said, I think the counter argument is maybe, you know, Taylor Heineke gives uh, the Falcons a little more juice. I don't know. I mean, like, Can't be much worse than Desmond Ritter was at times. So I guess that would be my counter argument is that the Falcons are very much in it. And the Saints defense has played largely pretty well in most spots. So um, yeah, I guess I'll lean towards them. Yeah, I know. Very convincing, right?
2: (laughs) I mean, like, to be fair, it's like think about the teams we're talking about. Uh, Connor, anything for you coming up on Thursday Night Football, the Titans and the Steelers?
4: Yeah, we'll we'll start with a boring one and get to a fun one. I like Najee Harris to go under his prop here again at 45 and a half rushing yards. Uh, The Titans' run defense hasn't really looked good without uh, defensive tackle Tyre Tart. But they got him back last week in a limited role. Now I expect him to play a lot more. Earlier on in the season, when he was full go, they were third and run defense EPA per play in weeks one through four. And then they allowed a couple guys to go off Zach Moss without Tart, Joe Mixon, when the Titans basically let the Bengals run, were just stifling the pass. And then Bijan Robinson again last week in a limited sample for Tart. Najee, super inefficient this year, 3.7 yards per carry. He's only gone over 45.5 rushing yards in three games. And all of that's been basically against bad run defenses or a ton of volume. So I think there's a lot of different ways that this goes under. And the fun one here, you can do a nice little uncorrelated parlay. I like, Traylon burks to go over maybe 40 or 50 receiving yards and then you take the under on his receptions uh if you do that at some some sports books you can get up to like 10 20 30 to 40 to 1 depending on how high you go with the yards basically the point is steelers really good at getting pressure sometimes and when they get pressure they're elite you know allowing a 37 percent completion rate when they don't they're allowing like nine yards per attempt to opposing passers and we saw what the titans want to do they want to Run, run, and then Will Lewis is just going to chuck a couple bombs deep. So I think there's a couple ways to play that, but I don't expect a very consistent game from the Titans, but I feel pretty good about them connecting on one or two bombs without the Steelers having Minka.
1: Connor, we have a few minutes left for this. Actually, like a ton of runway versus even what we normally have sometimes for just some of your other favorite props for Sunday. So take as long as you want, obviously. Just some of your best stuff we haven't gotten to yet.
4: Yeah, I think there's a really good matchup here with the Colts and the Panthers. I think you can probably play... Uh, Jonathan Taylor overs or uh, Zach Moss overs I mean we're seeing Jack Jonathan Taylor's props coming at like 64 I don't have too much concern about his ankle injury or whatever it was last week he got he rolled up on on he kind of like hobbled off and then played the second half, but didn't see a single carry at 12 carries for 95 yards at halftime and finished with that in the game. But he ran a bunch of routes, so I think that he's probably gonna be fine in this spot. Just absolute smash spot here um on the ground. We saw the Panthers play better pass defense last week too against the Texans. So it gives me a little bit of hesitation here. But uh, I mean this close offense here. Gardner Minshew's played against like four of the best defenses in the league so far. And now he gets a Panthers defense that I still don't think is very good, although they had success last week. Um, I think go back to the Bears game. I think you played Deonta Foreman unders, looking at around 40 rushing yards in the spot. He shared the backfield with Roshan Johnson and Darrington Evans. And I think Roshan probably continues to eat into that. Um, Rashad White unders, I mean the guy just sucks and they're keep posting his line at like 50 rushing yards every week. He stinks. I mean he's terrible and he's, you know, Chase Edmonds is seeing more work too. So uh, I mean that's like pretty much a auto fade for me almost every week.
2: I thought Rashad White looked a little better last week. now against the Bills, I don't well, think he's good it's either. Funny. On the telecast, I
4: mean,
1: they kinda. were like they kept pumping him up. by like Baker. They were like, "Well, we interviewed Baker Mayfield, and he kept saying the same thing: gotta get the ball to Rashad White more." And all I could think about was like, "We have Connor on." He says, "Under like you tell me, Rashad White sticks." I go, "That's the strategy." Gotta get I mean, the ball he's not to him good. all the time.
2: I just I thought <laughs> yeah. he played a little bit better. Is all I'm he saying. Did. I was like, hoping. Receiving case, game,
1: I... caught a ton of passes. They, yeah, they yeah. used I him a
4: was... bunch in the receiving game, right?
2: I, I was hoping, because I picked Chase Edmonds up in a bunch of leagues, I was hoping that Chase Edmonds would pop. That that did not happen, un- unfortunately. Uh, Connor, awesome stuff, man. We appreciate having you on the show. Um, Also, like... Trade me Justin Jefferson, you jerk! Like your team sucks in this league. Like help me win at least, and maybe we can like work 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 something out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nudge and not tell anyone else in the league they may or may not be listening to this or watching this right now. Uh, Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Great work for our friends at Four for Four and Bet and the Move the Line NFL Podcast, my friend. We appreciate it. Best of luck with the bets this weekend, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.
4: Appreciate it, guys. I'll slide in the DMs, Nick.
2: Yeah, I'll great. Yeah, you. you That's like my favorite
1: progressive commercial like the don't be like your parents there's like all the people sitting in the meeting like the old people and the guy's like they're like learning about internet lingo and the guy's like oh sliding into someone dms i don't know about that, that sounds like a lot of fun to me like haha like has no idea what it means it's like actually i laugh every single time it comes on
2: it, now like i i don't do that sort of thing anymore because you know hmm. i'm married but back in the day yeah slides slide, 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 slide into, into the dms, DMs.
1: <laughs> be like be like wait hey, wait like you, you want anything? I'm coming upstairs.
2: <laughs> Wait, d- Jake. Jake, pop on here. Jake is uh, famously Jake is single, uh, but Jake's a handsome guy. Just because you know, just he saying, whatever. I was like, yeah. how are people gonna take this that don't know like the relationship with Jake? Jake's awesome. Jake is single, famously infamously. Jake, why don't you like sliding into DMs? It's
1: just too much pressure. You gotta get in the lab. You gotta put the hours in. It's you gotta get at the workbench. It's just a lot. It is fun though. When when you get success, when you hit on one, when you got a banger, it is a good feeling.
2: I I don't know what I what the hell are you talking about? What did that even mean? Like what like, what are you saying? Tyler, like, what was like, Tyler gets what I'm saying. Things
1: to say, yeah. Is that like, what you're talking I'm about? Yeah, you got to get like, in the lab. Like,
2: in, but like what's like what's hard about it? Like in when the you lab say being like, like crap up.
1: Right. Yeah. Because you I, have to I, assume I, that every woman that you're DMing is getting about a billion other DMs from other dudes. So you got to stand out. You got to get in the lab, get something that stands I, out, makes them laugh. Advice?
2: Can I offer some advice? advice sure. As a married man, it. what you have to do, famously, before, before you send the DMs, you have to like a bunch of the girl's pictures. And then, oh, yeah. That's if and textbook. when, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, okay. And then, okay. if, okay, if and that. when she likes your pictures back, Then it presents an opportunity for you to say, thanks for the pick likes. Like, when you were out that night, did you have a good time with your boyfriend? And if the answer is, I don't have a boyfriend, the answer is then, well, let's go have a drink sometime. Success rate for me doing this was not more than 50%, but it was also more than zero. Just saying. that's That's how you do it. Also, I'm married and completely washed up. On the other side, how about some bets for the Breeders' Cup coming up this weekend with the great Mike Somich?
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by (laughs) BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: The music that we're playing right now is very happy, but I have a piece of news that is just hashtag cross the wire that has made me very sad. The New York football Mm. giants working out kickers today are expected to sign Randy Bullock. Well, you may remember as the guy who missed a kick in week one a couple of years ago and then pretended his leg was hurt. Uh, yes. Yeah. Not, not great. Can I, I say can. what my nickname I've said his nickname before on the year? I'm going to type it. Is it like, is it like considered to be like too like insensitive to say, or no, can I say that or no? That's what I call him. I think Probably you've said that great, 50 right? times on the show. Yeah. yeah, he's fat, Randy. He could use, He could probably do a professional athlete. Eat a salad. Eat a salad, Randy. Okay. Also, Randy's really rich and takes like, a ball through upright. So I'd, I'd like to have that job. With Graham Gano nursing an injury right now for the New York football giants. All right, Mike Somich is standing by to give us bets for the Breeders' Cup. He's literally going to Santa Anita right after this interview. We appreciate him popping on with us. Next hour, though, Joey Kanish stops by Pro Sports Better from the Hammer, giving us college football plays for the weekend. We will also hit on various award markets in the National Football League. B squared B squared NFL awards with the great Ken Barkley, and then all our bets coming up. Final hour, power hour of the show. We have another hour and twenty minutes today, simulcast by our friends at Stadium. Joining us right now, the king of horse racing handicapping. Uh, he's blowing up, and you absolutely hashtag love to see it. He's killing it right now. It's our friend Mike. So- I got to. Tell- you don't know, watch it on video, what a handsome guy. And look at this background <laughs> for Mike Sommers. The guy looks like an absolute stud. Mike is on Twitter at Sam Obama 18 Still doing great work for our friends over at racing Dudes, RacingDudes.com, but has added a couple shows over at our friends. I guess they're our competitor, but they're our friends. We all have friends that work there, vice yeah. versa, at Vison And he's killing it right now. Not just doing horse racing, but doing football, doing all sports. Uh, big St. Louis Blues fan, hockey handicapper. Uh, but we, we, of course, know him and love him for giving us lots of winning horse racing bets including mage at the kentucky derby just a couple months ago and it's our friend mike samich here on you better you bet mike congratulations on the recent run of success hope you keep it rolling thanks for popping uh, back on with us here to talk breeders cup nick and ken how's it going
0: it's going great, man. Thank you for that phenomenal introduction. I appreciate being back here. Always love to come into the You Better You Bet stream and talk about some horses. Had a ton of success. So we just got to keep it rolling. And this weekend is just a phenomenal weekend for racing. We've got Breeders' Cup on both Friday and Saturday from Santa Anita. Last year we had a lot of really short price favorites, which isn't the best for betting. This year, we're only going to have two or three of those short price favorites, which means we can take some shots. We can look for some prices and the exotic bets, specifically the trifectas, the superfectas, the pick threes. They're going to pay a lot of money this weekend. So it's a great weekend to get involved in the horse races
1: and people who might be hearing Mike for the first time, like comes on with us for the Derby and do the triple crown races. And then maybe not again until now, Be like, well, what's this guy's track record? And like, not that this is predictive of how this weekend is going to go, but like came on before the Derby and said, like, here's how I see the race. Mage is going to win the race. Mage wins. The race goes off at like 15 to one or something, 20 to one on the morning line, something like that. Like massive prices, Javier Castellano, like my favorite jockey wins the race. And then going back to the Derby a couple of years ago, the sense disqualified Medina spirit ends up winning the Derby and Mike comes on and gives out the winning super which like for people who don't know was like 50 cents to pay sixteen thousand, and like comes <laughs> on and gives that so just like you know like might be worth putting a couple of these not like jam him in and uh, we have to win whatever but like that's pretty amazing like i don't like i don't i don't win money like that but in horse racing which is pretty awesome so mike why don't we start with the classic which i, I think nick before the show was like or I, the first segment of the show is like oh the Breeders' Cup I go it's actually a ton of races it's like all day Friday and all day Saturday but the classic I thought it was like one race and like the horse <laughs> like gets a
2: cup like to drink milk out of that's called the Breeders' Cup <laughs> right. it's, it's a cup
1: and it's filled with oats and actually that's like they just parade them around the entire time so the classic will essentially be the last race on Saturday I think there's a race after it but like this is like the crown jewel of kind of the entire weekend so it'll be Saturday kind of around the time for people that are used to it probably around the time like at night maybe after when the Triple Crown races would normally be just if you're like trying to reset your clock for kind of like when do I have to tune in and watch this tell us about the Breeders Cup Classic like how long is the race who is the favorite how do you see the race kind of coming together
0: yeah you got it so yeah there are 5 Breeders Cup races on Friday there are 9 more on Saturday the Breeders Cup Classic this year is going to be race number 9 so 6:40 eastern first or post time for the Breeders Cup Classic Football is actually pushing the last two Breeders' Cup races off the NBC stream. So you get the Classic. There's going to be two Breeders' Cup races after that. Don't worry. We'll talk about both of them. I like some horses there. Uh, The Classic's running a mile and a quarter. This is for any horses, three-year-olds and up. Uh, It's the richest race of the weekend. We had our favorite, Archangelo, decide to kick the stall and scratch out of the race earlier. So now we have a a new favorite here. It's going to be Arabian Knight, who's breaking from the 12 post. He's one of the speed horses in this spot. And a horse I really was excited about heading into this race. Before that post position draw so in horse racing when you're drawn out of that 12 post and you want to make the lead you're never going to be inside speed and inside speed in horse racing has a huge advantage because they win the race to the turn and then they get to be on the rail save ground and slow the pace down was a horse no- number six named Saudi Crown who is- wants to go to the lead as well. So you're going to see Saudi Crown and Arabian Knight early bang heads. And what it does is it's going to weaken Arabian Knight on the outside, and that will allow bigger prices and horses that are coming from mid-pack and further back to have a shot to beat them, even though they may not be as good of a horse. So I, I respect the heck out of Arabian Knight. But we're going to get right to it here. We're going to go to a bomb in this race. I like the number 11 horse, Bright Future, 10 to 1 out of the Todd Pletcher Barn. Uh, this is a horse that was really highly touted at 2 and 3 and had trouble getting onto the track. His 4-year-old season, been much more consistent, won a $62,000 allowance at Saratoga, jumped right into the Grade 1 Jockey Gold Cup at uh, Belmont at Aqueduct. Won that race as well, and they decided to pass on the Breeders' Cup Mile, which is a one million dollar race, to go into this six million dollar race. That's how highly they they believe in this horse. I think you're going to see a big time run from Bright Future, who has tactical speed, should sit right behind those two pace setters, and I, I'm hoping we can get him home here at ten to one and have a nice little uh, Saturday at the Breeders' Cup.
2: All, all that's in my head right now is come on down, stop on by, grab a carpet and fly through another <laughs> Arabian night. Uh, Mike Samich is with us here from uh, RacingDudes.com doing great work for our friends at VEASAN on Twitter at Samobomb18, breaking down the Breeders' Cup Classic. You gotta follow Mike on Twitter. He's the best. Been coming on with us for years at Samobomb and then the number 18. Alright, Mike, so you gave us the winner for the race coming up for the Breeders' Cup Classic. What about some exotics? You know, the exacta, the trifecta, the superfecta, and things of that nature.
0: Yeah, well, Very we got to find some way to blow up the tote, right? We got to be able to, to find that $9,000 super like we did in the Derby a few years back. And with a 10-to-1 on top, it gives us some chance. Uh, the eight-horse here, Ushba Tesoro, coming in from Japan is another one I like quite a bit. Had a little trouble in the gate, uh, this when he was prepping for this race at Santa Anita, but they have since fixed that. And this is a horse that's traveled all over the world and been, to win, been able to win on multiple different types of surfaces. Another horse who wants to sit just off the pace. So I'm projecting that quick pace duel. That's going to set up for horses like this to be able to come from off it. He's four to one right now. I do like Arabian Knight. We're going to include him. And I like two 30 to one shots to round out the Superfecta as well. Uh, I like the number nine horse in this spot. Uh, The the number nine is, uh, sorry about that, number nine is Senor Buscador, who's been running at Santa Anita and Del Mar, uh, won a grade two, three races back. horse is going to be coming from way out of it. I don't think he has any shot to win, but again, at 30 to one, I think he can fill out the Superfecta. And the number 10, Dreamlike, right to the outside for Todd Pletcher as well. This horse last time was in a grade one at Parks. A lone leader was able to go gate to wire. He closed phenomenally well and just ended up getting missing the win. Ended up in second, but again, at 30 to 1 big time price. So we're going to play a $1 superfecta, 8-11 with 8-11-12 with 3-8-9-10-12 with 3-8-9-10-12. And if we can get that puppy home, it'll cost you $24. We can get that one home. We're looking at, uh, I'm hoping for four to 5000 somewhere in that range.
1: Oh, I ten to one up top, and the bombs and you're gonna you're gonna get way more going than that <laughs> you're gonna Like that's like a quarter million dollar ticket. Like if that it's honestly, with that horse up top and some of the derivatives. I mean, that's like. That's aggressive, which I love because you gave us an aggressive ticket a couple years ago and it paid like a billion dollars in terms of the (laughs) other Saturday races, Mike. So this could be if you want to throw in like a pick four that includes the classic, this would be the spot to do it. If it's just other race bets on Saturday and then we'll work our way backwards, we'll do Friday to close. But Saturday, there are other Breeders' Cup races. What else do you like on the Saturday card? Maybe in about a minute here.
0: Yeah, we got two win- two best bets. I like so race number ten, the race right after the classic. There's a horse called Live in the Dream. Uh, it's a sprinter, turf sprinter coming over from Europe. Ran a Keenan last time, tired in the last f- quarter of a half of a furlong. I think this horse is going to go gate to wire right now. Nine to two on the morning line, and the race eleven on Saturday, the number seven horse, Speedboat Beach, three to one on the morning line. Like that one quite a bit as well. I think we're going gate to wire, and I'll play a pick three starting in the classic as well. So pick three, race number nine. Eight eleven 11 with one five with seven. And that one, if you play it for five bucks, will cost you around $20. All
2: right, good stuff. Mike, anything else that you like coming up this weekend in horse racing?
0: I uh, like a long shot on Friday, race number seven, the four horse Lune, uh, 15 to one on the morning line. It's a European horse. It's going to be trained by an American trainer running at uh, at Santa Anita for the first time. like that one quite a bit. And then there's a horse called Tok Tok, race number nine on Friday, 20 to <laughs> one. That like the had app? A Awful trip. Talk, it's like a cousin of the app. Yeah. Cousin of the app. 21 on the one morning direction. line. Got a terrible trip last time. Like that one quite a bit. And just because I know you guys like horse names, there's a horse called Mo Fox Given running tomorrow. First race at Santa Anita. One of the better horse racing names we've seen in a while.
2: Well, I, thank you for saying it really slowly.
0: <laughs> and like and like pause I know you first. It, that's that's
1: how you thank know Mike's you. been on the air. That's how you know he's been doing uh, a lot of stuff
2: recently. I gotta right. get this right. We're gonna we're gonna put Mike on the spot big time here. Because Mike is now he's now hashtag frost over. He's doing like tons of general, like sports betting, not just horse racing, but Mike's doing everything now sports betting content for our friends over in VEASAN. Mike, it could be college or the National Football League. What is your bomb of the weekend this week in football? <laughs> NFL or college, side or total? Give us a winner coming up this weekend. Forget about horse racing. Give us a football winner for this weekend.
0: I actually love Pittsburgh tonight. I think it's a great spot for Pittsburgh. If you look at what uh, we saw from Levis, he was phenomenal going deep to Hopkins, but he graded out that that passing attack graded. out as the 29th best passing attack last Sunday. The 30th was the Giants. So they were only better than Giants through the year from a down to down perspective. Now you got Levis on a short week going into a very difficult place to pay, play. Pittsburgh defense is going to be up for this. We get picket in, which I. Gas is an upgrade over Trubitsky here. Uh, I laid the two and a half all week. I would still lay the three, or I think Pittsburgh's going to steamroll him tonight.
2: I think he's been doing football betting content for a long time. That's a really it's good answer good. from our guy, from our guy Mike Samich. Uh, Mike is on Twitter at SamObom18, racingdudes.com. And uh, I would say check out his stuff at Vison but really you should be watching the BetQL network. But Mike is doing a great job for our friends <laughs> over at Vison My friend, we appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on all the success. Keep it rolling. Let's cash some tickets, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Great to be on here, and congrats on your success as well. I love to see you, Battery Bet, grow every time I check it out.
2: Me too. <laughs> We're a pro. Mike Samichu with us on, on you, right. Better event. Also, thank you, uh, Mike. <laughs> well, I love th- you
1: guys. I love all the things that are happening. Yeah, we we do
2: too. We're awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We are yeah, awesome. You're right. It. Uh, yeah. Great to see like good people succeeding. Yeah. And that's our pal Mike Sommage doing a great the job. Originals coming on the show forever. Amazing, Medina literally America since 2019. Like years ago. <laughs> and listen, it's like I always say, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Don't tell my wife. Mm. Coming up next hour on the show, Joey Knish will join us, football bets for the weekend, and we'll continue giving you the best NFL award betting opinions you can get anywhere.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.